Hey, New Life Gillette Church, we are thrilled you decided to listen to our teaching on your favorite podcast app. If you made a decision to follow Christ today, would you let us know by visiting yes.newlifegillette.com? Here is this week's teaching. Uh, I was given a gift today, and I just want to show you this gift so that all of you are warned. Evidently, this person wanted me to warn you. It says, pastor warning. Anything you say or do could be used in a sermon. Yeah, my family certainly knows that. So I'm not going to wear this this morning because I just got a haircut yesterday and so I'm having a great hair day. Don't laugh that hard. So it is good being with all of you, whether you are watching in some part of the world uh, on Church 307. It's great to be with all of you, to our friends over at the prison and the jail. Great to be with you every week. To those of you in the room, uh, compared to two weeks ago, a little balmy outside. It's the end of January. It's supposed to be in the 60s part of the week. What's that all about? So it, what an exciting time to, uh, to be together. And I'm glad you came out here instead of being out in the nice weather. As we join together in worship, you know, what have we been talking about during this uh, month of January? We've been talking about this. Hi, Phil Swift here. When you need maximum coverage and ceiling power, Take it to the max with FlexMax. Your favorite Flex Seal products are now giant size. Hey, Captain, you guys need Flex Seal in Max to seal off large areas. And keep the inside completely dry. Flex Seal. Anybody ever used any of that stuff before? Oh yeah, there's a few of you out there. It, it's, it's so much fun because it takes something that's broken, like a roof or a gutter, and even though the roof or the gutter didn't do anything to deserve it, we pour some of this stuff or spray some of this stuff onto it and it gives it new life. And that's what we've been talking about during this month. We've been talking about this idea of grace and how those of us who have received that gift of grace, how it causes our life to be new. And we're gonna continue that journey today as we finish out this sermon series, this teaching series on grace. And we're gonna be looking at the idea that for today, and it's where we learn that grace leads us to this amazing gift of hope, and that leads us into holy living. Now, we're looking at uh, Simon Peter, the great disciple who walked with Jesus. He wants to make sure that we've got this down as he himself experienced so much grace for Je- from Jesus because of how he lived his life. Lots of grace, and he, but he wants us to also understand this gift, this powerful word hope in our lives and how it can lead us, as he found out, into a life of holiness, holy living. So Peter, and wanting us to know this, he wrote two different letters. We're going to be digging into 1 Peter, the first letter that he wrote, as he wants to share this concept with us. And he starts it like this in verse 3 for us. He says, all praise to God. 
the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So as Peter starts this off, he, as he starts to ponder what he's about to share with us, he has to start it off with these amazing words of praise him, right? He, he just, because as he ponders what this is all about, as he ponders God, he just, these words just come quickly onto his heart and he just wants to say, praise him, praise God. Have, do you ever do that? As you just sit and you ponder God, or maybe you learn something about God, maybe you experience God in a special new way, and you just want to say, praise him. Let me hear you say, praise him. Yeah. And that's why we start off on Sunday mornings. We come in here and we get some great music going so that as we come together after walking our journey during the week and experiencing a little bit of Jesus, we come in here together and we just want to say, praise him. Peter says, I just need to praise him. Why? What is so important to pray for, for Peter that he feels that there's a need to praise him first? And it is because he understands that the TV sometimes goes out on you. He says, I want you to understand that grace is coming and grace is undeserved merit or blessings. You know, we don't deserve the love and the mercy that God has for us. We don't deserve it because of how we've rejected him. Let me share you a new way that maybe you can think about how we have rejected God and, and we receive grace. Maybe you can think of this cute little puppy. Let me hear you say, aw. I know, if Pastor Mike was here, he would be not going, aw. He'd be going, ooh. He don't like it, though. But for many of us, we, we look at his dog and we think, oh, so cute. But let's just say, for instance, that we have this cute little puppy, but we begin to be annoyed by it. And we push it aside regularly and we close it into a room because it's noisy and dirty and it sheds. And so we keep just pushing it away and, and sometimes it pees on the floor. And so we throw it outside in the 20 below weather and we just, just keep pushing it aside. And when it barks at us, we kick it to just get it to be quiet. We just keep rejecting this cute, lovable little dog. But isn't it amazing that even after we reject this dog over and over and over, that anytime that little puppy sees us, how does the puppy react? He just keeps running back to us. Just keeps having a smile on his face and says, I want to just keep loving you anyways. You see, we don't deserve God because we have rejected God. We have said, God, we're going to do things our own way. And you just stay off to the side and let me do things my way. And we just keep rejecting God. But God just keeps on coming with his love and his mercy and just says, I just want to be there for you and love you into a better life. So Peter wants us to know as we then receive, when we receive the undeserved gift of God's love, then we become, as Peter says, we become born again. We get a new life out of this. We get a new leash on life. We get a new perspective on life. We get a new direction for our life and this life, no matter whether we're having the great moments of life or the struggles of life, life is good because God is with us and we receive God into our lives. And so God is for us. God's grace is sharing his love with us when we certainly don't deserve it, when we've rejected him but yet he keeps on giving it more and more. Now, we could talk about grace 
for hours upon hours, days upon days, because there's so much to talk about. But Peter wants us to move on. And so what I want to encourage you to do, if you weren't here two weeks ago when it was 20 below out, and there were a lot of you that weren't here two weeks ago when it was 20 below out, I want you to go back to the January 14th sermon that Pastor Mike preached about grace, because it was really, really good. He, he helped us to get a good understanding of this grace and how important it is for our lives to, to grab hold of it and understand it. So please go back. And even if you were here, it was so good. Go watch it again. You can find it on Church 307, on our YouTube channel, on our website at New Life. Just find it somewhere and watch it because it's that good. But Peter wants us to go on because he understands as we receive this grace into our life, it leads us to hope. And hope is such a powerful, life-changing word as well. Peter says it this way. He says, now we live with this great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. So Peter starts off by helping us understand that we have this great expectation. That's hope. People, it's knowing that something is coming and there's nothing that can stop it from coming into our life. And what is Peter saying is out there that is available, that is coming to us? He says that we have an inheritance coming. Ever had a name in a last will and testament before when you knew that there was an inheritance coming your way? I mean, when we hear that it's coming, we think, ooh, that's cool. Until we realize that to receive that inheritance, what has to happen? Someone has to die. And so usually when there's an inheritance received, usually it's bittersweet because of that. And with our faith journey, with our eternal walk with God, that's how it is. You see, Jesus died to provide the inheritance. Again, if you want to know more about how Jesus gave his life for you, Go back again, watch that sermon, January 14th, because Mike's going to help you completely understand, so blessedly understand what it looks like to receive that gift from Jesus that we do not deserve. So Jesus died to provide the inheritance, but also Peter shares with us that he was raised to life and is the inheritance. Let that sink in. You get to spend eternal life, forever life with Jesus, the most amazing, loving, godly, righteous, good, caring, compassionate, merciful man slash God there ever could be. And yes, you get to spend forever with Jesus. Let me hear you say, praise him. Yeah. And that's how we should respond and react to that when we realize that we have the inheritance of Jesus coming our way. And what does Peter say that keeps us excited that, that we get this inheritance coming? He says a couple different things about this. He says, number one, he says, it is kept in heaven for you. Now, why is that important to us? Well, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I rode with my son, Andrew, out to the state of Indiana. He's out there going to school now. And we rode out together just to have some father-son time together. And then I flew back. And on the journey, we ate at some fun places, you know, different kinds of good barbecue restaurants and, and just different places where we ate some good food together. And the last 
night that we were there before I was coming back home, he said, Dad, I have this great Mexican place, authentic Mexican food, and he knows I love good street tacos. He said, they have the best, just good little street tacos. And so I looked online, and not only did they have street tacos, they had fish street tacos. And I love me a good fish street taco. Man. So I was all excited throughout the day. I just couldn't wait for this great last meal that we were going to share together. And we go in there and a great, it was a great little place. And we sat down and they bring the, you know, the authentic chips and salsa and we're digging into that. And then the waitress finally came to take my order and a big smile on my face. I couldn't wait to, to put the order in. I said, I want three of your best street fish tacos. And she got that look on her face. Do you know the look? We're out of fish. I know. Man, I was just broken. I mean, I had chicken and said that they were good, but, you know, our Jesus is kept in heaven. They don't run out of Jesus in heaven, people. He's always going to be there waiting on us to share our salvation with him. And that is such a blessed understanding that our inheritance is waiting. And there's nothing that's going to touch that. Peter didn't stop. He also said that it is pure and undefiled beyond reach of change and decay. Why is this important to us? Well, have you ever dug into your refrigerator at some point and you just you need a snack? You need something to eat late at night and you're just hungry for something to, to devour. So you start looking behind, pushing things aside. What might be way in the back that I missed? And then you see it. Oh, that, that pizza box. That, you remember a couple nights ago, you got that amazing pizza and it was so yummy. And you get so excited and you pull that box out and you think, man, that's exactly what I need is this yummy pizza. And you open it up and you realize that maybe it was more than just a couple days ago, right? It just looks yucky, man. Mold all over it. And man, just you're so disappointed. Jesus does not get yucky. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same good, amazing, loving God that he always will be. And he is always going to be that way for us as he waits there in heaven. You get it? Peter's not done. He shares this. He says, and through your faith, your trust, your walking with God through your faith, God is now protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed at the last day for all to see. Your salvation is being protected by God's power. That same power we see throughout all of scripture, that power that just does miraculous things is the power that is protecting your salvation. So what does this look like? Well, I tell you, it does not look like this. Oh, I'm sorry. We have no midsize available at the moment. I don't understand. I made a reservation. Do you have my reservation? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars. But the reservation keeps the car here. <laughs> That's why you have the reservations. I know why we have reservations. I don't think you do. <laughs> if you did, I'd have a car. <laughs> so you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold <laughs> Reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Anybody can just take them. Let me uh, speak with my supervisor. Praise God 
that God is not a car rental salesman. But instead, God, with his power, is protecting your reservation or your salvation in heaven. No one can touch it. Now, why is that so important to us? It was a while back, and, and I was sitting with a woman who was on a journey of cancer. And I asked her, tell me about your faith journey. And so she started telling me about her faith journey, and she had a lot of ups and downs. Some of you know about those kind of journeys. And she had been in several different churches with different kinds of messages that spoke into her life. And, and she had some times when, when she was hot into her faith and just really doing well with Jesus. And she had other times where she had stepped away. And, but somewhere along the journey, someone made the statement to her that really stuck with her. And, it's, and she said, this is what she heard. Even though you are saved, it doesn't mean you're going to heaven. And for whatever reason, out of all the messages that, and especially because of the time of journey that she was on now dealing with cancer, knowing that her life might be ending soon, she just was struggling with that. And she had this look of anxiousness on her face. Now, as I listened to her, though, I, I heard that I mean, she, knew, she knew Jesus. There was no doubt in my mind. She knew about the grace. She knew about the cross that Jesus had given his life for her. She knew. And so I just sat there and I pondered and I prayed, God, what words can I share in this moment that can help her find peace? And after a few moments, thanks be to God, he just put this on my heart to share with her. And so I leaned, I grabbed her hand and I leaned in close to her. I said, ma'am, because I'm a Christian, and I'm a pastor. You know, I have the authority that I can say to you, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And she just took a deep breath in and she sat back in her chair and you could just watch the demeanor of this woman. Her face just changed and that fear and anxiousness that I did see just transformed into peace and joy. And she grabbed a hold of my hand and she pulled me in even tighter. She says, that changes everything. I said, yeah, it does. You know, and that's what grace does for us people. As we receive that grace and we have that hope of the eternal life, it takes that sin that had separated us, that pushed God away, and it throws it as far as the east is from the west, and it is no longer there. And God now protects that salvation, and no one can touch it as we continue to chase after and seek after God. The inheritance, it's there. So what, right? So what's next? If we truly have received that gift and have that hope staring at us out in front of us, so what now? And that's where Peter goes next. He has a bunch of so's for us. You know what so's are? So's takes a truth and attaches a so what to it. It's what's next. For instance, Karen is going to be cooking supper at my house tonight, so I'm going to be really happy. She's not serving Pop-Tarts, as some people do, Roger. 
my wife is cooking, so I'm going to be happy. Mitch planned worship this morning, so it was really good. Amen? You see, so he shares a bunch of so's with us to help us to see what we move into next. He first, he wants us to know that grace leads us to hope, and that hope leads us into holy living. Now, some of you might be saying, well, I'm not sure that sounds good. Holiness? I mean, that might sound a little stuffy, a little boring maybe, but no, because Jesus lived the holy life. Jesus is living the holy life. When you are with Jesus eternally in heaven, it's going to be holy as holy can be. Holiness is godliness. And as we move forward into the holy living, what is holy living? It, it looks different from those who don't know and walk with Jesus. We live differently. And that's what Peter wants us to know, that as we receive this grace and have that hope in front of us, it moves us now to live differently in the life that we're living. What does he say about that? He says, so be truly glad. Well, that sounds good. There is wonderful joy. Still great, right? There's wonderful joy ahead, even though, uh-oh, you must endure many trials. Really? For a little while. Why, right? I mean, the first part sounded great. Gladness, joy, but trials? Why? Well, people, we're not in heaven yet, right? We live in this fallen world where there is brokenness, where there is sin, where we hurt each other, where there's 20 below weather that freezes and bursts pipes, where there is sometimes loss of jobs and financial issues in our lives, where there is disease and brokenness in our bodies. And eventually, yes, these bodies even die. And so there's loss. There's all of these different trials in life that we will face. But the first joy that we find out about is, did you notice what he said there? He says, it's just for a little while. Do you know how important that is for us? Why is it for a little while? Because people, we are on the eternal plan. My arms can't go far enough to demonstrate that. And so while we're here on the earth, it's just for a little while in comparison to the eternal heaven life that we have in front of us. So have joy, people. This is so much greater than what we're dealing with for just a little while. But also, as we move into this, we learn about this holy living. Well, what does holy living have to do with dealing with trials in life? What has a lot to do with it? Because what Peter wants us to understand is we deal with trials. We deal with trials differently than those who don't know Jesus. Because all of us are going to deal with trials. No matter whether you know Jesus or not, we're all going to go through trials of life. All of those different things of brokenness we're going to deal with. But for those who know Jesus, we're going to look different as we go through those trials. Because number one, Jesus is with us and Jesus is for us on that journey. And Jesus teaches us and show us that as we go through those trials of life, how we do those trials better than those who don't know Jesus. And not only, not only is Jesus with us, but our brothers and sisters and Christ are also with us on those journeys of faith. You know, I love watching so many of you here at New Life, especially in your life groups, when one of you is going through a trial, how others just respond and care for each other. You pray for each other. You bring meals to each other. You, you support one another. You know, I have a buddy here at New Life, and 
just for the last several weeks, our family's been going through those bugs that have been going around Gillette here lately, and our family's just been struggling through that. And so it seems like we, we already know that we pray for each other, but now intentionally we text each other late at night or this morning. He texted me before coming here to church, and he just said, hey, I'm praying for you. And I'm saying, I'm praying for your family. And we're, we're just to know that when I woke up this morning and got that text saying, hey, I'm praying for you as you go into this morning, man, I don't know about you, but that blesses me when somebody shares that with me. When I hear that I'm not alone in this journey, but there are others that are pulling alongside of me, it helps me to live differently, to have joy, to have peace, even when, especially when we are going through the trials of life. People, that's holy living. That's living the Jesus way when we go through these trials that he leads us and he pulls alongside of us with the body of Christ and we live this together. That looks different than those who don't know Jesus. Peter continues, he says, these trials will show, so others are seeing what's going on. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested by fire and tests. Let me try that again. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. People are watching us as we go through this and they get to see what a life of faith, our trust in Jesus, our following of Jesus, what it looks like. They learn by watching us that life is hard, but God is good. And they see that in our lives as we move forward and as we walk with God and as we continue to chase after Jesus, he teaches us and shows us how to live this life of faith. And we learn that, yes, life is hard, but God doesn't change and God is good and he will be with us and he will surround us with those who can help us walk this journey of faith. As people out there are watching and seeing what faith looks like. Peter continues, another so for us. So when your faith, not if, but when your faith remains strong through these many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You know, in the end, no matter whether it's the end of our physical life or whether when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a huge celebration of our faith journey and what that looked like. You know, to give you an example of what it will look like, you know, many of us here have been to a graduation, right? Whether it was our own graduation or being there for someone else's graduation, no matter whether it was a little preschooler or an adult. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, my son Andrew graduated and we were all there watching the graduates go across the stage. And isn't it awesome to see that the support for the graduates as people go across the stage and everybody is cheering but as I watch that day, I notice that it's so cool to see that everybody cheers, but there's these pockets of people that cheer just a little bit louder when a certain graduate goes across the stage. When Andrew went across, my family and his close friends, we were cheering extra loud because we had watched his journey. We had seen him go through all the ups and the downs, all the struggles of the hard work that he, that he carried out through that journey. We were there as part of that journey with him. And so now that he's going across that final step, man, we just cheered extra loud because of that. And that's how it will be for all of us when we make that last moment in time. 
You know, whether it is a celebration of life at a funeral service and we're saying, wow, God, thank you for allowing us to watch this life of faith that lived before us, or whether it is there in heaven where the great cloud of witnesses with Jesus leading the cheering because Jesus had been with us all that way, there's going to be great cheering that is going on because they had seen your faith in action as you placed your faith in God and lived that holy life, that life that looks different from those who don't know Jesus. Peter's not done. He has another so for us. He says, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. How? Well, put your all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So he says, so prepare your minds. The imagery that he shares there is what we do when we're getting ready for action. You know, when we're getting ready to change the oil in the car or to wash dishes, what do we do? We roll up our sleeves, right? Because we're about ready to get dirty or get wet. And so we're getting ready for action. That's what Peter is saying here. Get ready for the life that's in front of you by getting your mind, pull up the sleeves on your mind and get focused with self-control so you're not distracted by the things of this world. Put your hope or put your focus on the eternal life that we have with Christ. Why? Because outlook determines outcome, right? Attitude determines action. What we are focused on, especially if it's something like our eternal lives, our eternal salvation in heaven with Jesus, if that's what has our focus, then our outcome, how we live our life each day, will respond to that outlook. Same thing if our attitude is, man, I've got eternal life in front of me. There's joy, there's peace with that. Well, uh, my action, how I live today is going to be living in light of that. For those who are focused on the temporary things of this life that are here today and gone tomorrow, we're going to get distracted and we're going to be pulled in helter-skelter ways and we're going to miss out on living that holy life, the life of following Jesus with the eternal life in front of us. Another way to look at this is, you know, some of us, we watch NFL football. Like, I think there's games this afternoon sometime. I don't know. I, I've just stopped watching it. It's not good anymore. But when the season starts, they all go to training camp, right? And when they all go to training camp, they all have hope in front of them. It doesn't matter how their season ended or what new players they got in their team. They all have something to focus on. And for the teams that feel that they have the better team, well, this is their focus, that the Super Bowl trophy is what they're all gunning for. And depending on what they think of their possibilities of this, depending on what their hope looks like, will depend on how hard they work and how they play the games throughout the season. For those that have the greater hope, they're going to play the hardest. Why? Because outlook determines outcome and attitude determines action. So Peter says, keep your focus on that eternal life that you have, that salvation of your souls that is out in front of you so that you might continue to live the life of holiness, walking with Jesus throughout every moment. Don't be distracted by the things of this world, but instead keep your focus, keep your mind on Christ. 
so that you might live that better, blessed, holy life. Another so, he says, so you must live as God's obedient children. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than trust and obey. Sounds like a great hymn, doesn't it? We don't do this to earn that salvation. We can't do that because we've already received the salvation through grace and grace alone. Instead, because of that amazing love that we receive, we now respond and we say, okay, now I'm going to live because he loved me first. And I'm going to walk with him because he walked with me first. And we're going to live the following Jesus life because we know it's the better blessed life. Peter continues, he says, don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. You see, God knows the best life for us. He knows the blessed life. And because of the grace that he first shares with us, we now move forward into that new blessed life that he has available to us. Now, if you decide, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to do it. If you try to do it on your own, you're going to fail. Because then you're doing it for yourself and for your glory. But instead, if you continue to surrender to the grace that God has for us, then his grace is going to continue to pour into us by the power of your Holy, his Holy Spirit. And we're going to walk with him. And then we will be channels of the holiness of God as the Holy Spirit shines his holiness through our lives as we surrender and live for the glory of God. We're going to look different than those who don't know Jesus because we are living in surrender to the way that he would live. So, what can that look like? Well, I have a couple of opportunities for you. I want you to pull out that card that you were handed as you came in here. We're calling these cards, let's go card. Why? Because as we hear a message that Peter shares with us that gets us so excited and stoked because of the grace that leads to, to hope, that leads to holy, blessed living, man, we just want to say, let's go. Let me hear you. Yeah. And so here's a couple little ideas to help you. First of all, the great, it reminds you about the grace that you are loved unconditionally. We say to that to you every single week that the grace is there. And then the hope, be assured, heaven is real and waiting. We keep that focus in mind. And then a couple opportunities for holy living. Maybe, like I told you, my buddy and I were doing for each other. Maybe if you're going through a trial right now, invite somebody to pray with you. Or maybe if you know somebody that is going through a trial, just say, hey, can I be praying for you? And just share life with each other through your prayers. Or what about if you're going through some stuff and you could just use some good word, God's word to help direct you. Like if you have anxiety or maybe you're struggling with what you look at, look at online, maybe a pornography problem or something. You know, if you're struggling with something in life, go to the YouVersion app, the Bible app, and they have these reading plans. They've already done the work of finding all these great passages of Scripture to help you through whatever it is that you're struggling with. So grab one of those reading plans and dig into it every day to allow the Holy Spirit something to work with as by His grace, He changes you. And then finally, if you know something that 
Jesus is saying, ah, it's not the best for you. Take a step. By the power of God's grace, stop. And if there's something that you know that God is saying, you really should be doing this if you want to know the blessed life by his grace, take a step. Keep that card with you. Put it somewhere to remind you of the possibilities for holy living. God, thank you for this passage from Peter that shares this gift with us, the gift of a reminder that we have grace from you. So undeserved, you love us anyways. That leads us to the eternal life, that hope of eternal life, knowing there's no one touching it. You have it. You're protecting it. It's there for us. And then, God, as you invite each of us to respond to the grace and the hope, to keep that focus in front of us, to lead us into a holy life, God, we give you thanks for the opportunity to be renewed, to be born again into this new life, the eternal life that you have in front of us. By your grace, by your Holy Spirit, thanks, God. In your name, amen.